podcast that takes a look at topics from the generational and gender points of view. I'm Wade. I'm the dad. I'm Megan. I'm the daughter. And today, Megan, we are continuing the conversation that we started last episode. Oh, that that was a conversation, was it? Wasn't just rambling? Well, C- kind of rambling. What we call conversation, other people might call rambling. It's true. I well, I know I tend to ramble. I think it's 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 a trait in our family. <laughs> I mean, truly, what is rambling? Is it no more than just a gathering of words used to communicate your thoughts that kind of run on and run on and run on? Oh boy, you're you're and you're run on. an example right now, aren't you? I don't know what that, you're talking about. That's, that's what this is. This is an example of rambling, isn't it? <laughs> You're a ramble. <laughs> I win. Okay. Um, <laughs> you do so, not win. I'm not acquiesced. Uh, you you have not uh, conceded. I no. Has not conceded. Um, and he's living in Florida. Uh, but again, I digress into politics, which we will not do. So um, <laughs> let's let's recap the last episode just for all of our listeners who. Uh, Maybe didn't listen to our last episode. So um, real quick, last episode was a catch-up episode, and it's basically bringing you up to speed with what's been going on in Meg and I's life since our uh, hiatus began, our COVID-19 hiatus began in March of 2020. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it's almost been a year. I can't believe it either. It's so good to be back and conversing Conver- with you. <laughs> could could you hear the quotations I put in there? I, I heard it. I heard. I felt it. I felt the quotations. Oh, I'm glad. Anyway, yeah, it just it doesn't feel this past year has simultaneously been the slowest and one of the fastest years that's ever passed by for me. Uh, agreed. Uh, there are some things I think back on and went, think, man, that feels like it was just yesterday, like being able to go out into the sun. Um, <laughs> and then there is, uh, I can't believe. Uh, it's not butter. Sorry. It's, it's not butter. I can't believe that's, it's almost been a year, right? And that it feels like it happened so very long ago, like being able to go out in the sun. Um, so I was kind of want to, to continue the conversation uh, and talk, maybe go a little bit deeper into, so this, this last year has been uh, a year we will remember, uh, a year uh, that will go down in infamy, I believe. And um, I, how you how you been handling it, Meg? How you been doing? Honestly, it's depending on the day, because some worlds you turn on the news and you just shake your head and think, I can't believe this is the world we live in. And then some days you're just like, you know what? Things could 
be worse. So here's an interesting thought because I think we've established on previous episodes. So I don't think I'm breaking any news here uh, that you are a person that experiences uh, anxiety. Um, anxiety. Depression, ADD. So you got, <sighs> got quite the uh, the grab bag there. I, I call so, it a soup. <laughs> it's a lovely soup. Lovely soup. Uh, it's a gazpacho. So given <laughs> all that you experience, um, I can imagine. So hmm, for me, who is somebody that doesn't necessarily experience all of those things to the extent that you do, Hi. Uh, I, I found, hi, I found <laughs> that, you know, when, when it, the, the experts, the scientists and the governmental bodies were saying, you need to stay home, right? You just don't go out, don't see anybody, just stay home. Um, I found that to, that to be very, very tough because I like being around people. I like being out. I don't want to be, I mean, there's times when I enjoy being at home, but for the most, most of the, most of the time I like being out in, in the world. I can imagine for somebody that, that experiences, um, you know, strong anxiety, that might be a different situation. It's interesting because, um, not everyone who has anxiety is also an introvert. Kind of right. tend to be because, you know, the world's a scary place. Why would you go out into it? Eh. But <laughs> as... Was and, that an, eh? okay. Yeah, like, Sorry. gross. Going out to the world, socializing with people, you know, yes. giving people a chance to, like, ridicule and mock you and silently judge you with their stares, even though what they're staring at is probably some piece of lint that's just floating in the light <laughs> and you're like oh my gosh they know everything about me i need to leave is that, so, is that anxiety or paranoia or is there a difference is there i don't know anyway i'm not a psychologist <laughs> never am i so i'm not gonna make that call yep but i so am how did you experience it it it's so hard because some days it was so relaxing. Like I didn't have to worry about like getting ready or getting dressed or giving a shit about a lot of shit. <laughs> All I had to do was get up, take the like 10 steps from my bedroom to my makeshift office right now, right. sit down, work. And then, you know, I could take the 10 steps back to my bedroom and watch anime all day. <laughs> and then there were other days where it was really hard. Yeah. Well, to, talk to me about what, unpack that for me. I, I was about to before you interrupted me. How rude. Uh, I'm rude. You are. As an introvert, I don't, I get physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted by being around people. Right. But a diff another part of me is I have abandonment issues and I get very lonely very easily. So there were some days where I was like, this is the best. I don't have to interact with people. And there were other days where I was just in deep bouts of depression because I wasn't seeing anyone. I wasn't going anywhere. I was literally sleep, work, sleep. That's how my days were. And it was really, really hard. 
but it's it's better now because I have a living boyfriend who brought me a cat. So, you know, more cats equal more happiness, right? Uh, or, or so they say. Or so they uh, say, but... I, I have yet to experience the the uh, true outcome of that. But yes, uh, not to say I, I love cats. I don't want to hit receive hate mail from all the, all the cat fans out there. I am a cat fan. I prefer dogs. But anyway, we won't, we won't get into that. It's just a preference. Right? That... Put down the shovel. Oh, yeah, I, I need to. Yes. Anyway, you're saying how having a live-in boyfriend and an extra cat has made it bearable for you. It's made it a lot easier. I would say I wouldn't say bearable because as much as I love my boyfriend, it's nice to go out and see other people too. Right. But he's he's definitely made it a lot easier, and thank goodness for him and him being able to put up with my band of brand of crazy. I mean, <laughs> I he's a keeper. Seriously, I had a panic attack on our first date, and he he handled it like a champ. He's still here, <laughs> so he weathered, weathered the Megan storm. Yeah, he's seen me through quite a few panic attacks induced by a lot so, of crap. Has has your has your anxiety, your um, you know introversion, your depression, has it been amplified or exacerbated by? Oh, it definitely has. And, and what is that like? I mean, kind of, kind of take us through that because again, I, I've I, I've experienced increased levels of anxiety and depression in my own life, but it has nothing to do with the the, the pandemic. It has to do with some other things that we will talk about in later episodes. But uh, you know, the pandemic itself, it yeah, it didn't affect me in that way. But I I'm interested to hear how it affected you. Um, so my anxiety is I have, um, generalized anxiety. So basically what that means is I'm anxious about everything in general. <laughs> and everything in general, okay. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And there's really not a day that goes by that I don't have anxiety about something. Right. Like, it's just, I do not understand how people do not live without anxiety 24 seven. It makes no sense to me. But after the news of the pandemic and everything came out and, you know, just turning on the news and hearing people basically disregarding what the health professionals say and the time period where people were panic buying crap like that set off my anxiety so much because I'm like it. This is. This is the end of the world, right? Basically, like this is worst case this, scenario. This is worst case scenario. There was a period of time where I'm like, this is, this is post apocalypse. This is. There's a very real chance that this is the world I'm going to die in. Right. I think that was probably um, a really, that's a really intense time for for me as well. Is, um. Here's the thing. I mean, I, I'm old enough to have lived through quite a few, um, 
you know, viruses. So, you know, I lived through the AIDS outbreak. Um, I lived through um, SARS and um, Ebola. And uh, there was, oh, that's what I'm thinking of. But I mean, I've, enough that I went, okay, this is, this is a pandemic. Um, or it's an epidemic. Sorry. It started as an epidemic. Um, and, you know, in those previous cases, except for the AIDS crisis, because that was wrapped up in a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Let's, um, let's get into that at a later podcast. Yeah. So what I guess is that, you know, the government was able to, to step up and step in and handle things right with, <laughs> with great um, with, with expertise, right? I mean, the, mm. the CDC, you know, came to the front and said, you know, this is what we live for. This is what we, you know, this is why we exist. Well, one of the reasons we exist is to, is to handle these kind of things. And, you know, we're going to put these protections in place and make sure that we're doing testing at the borders and, you know, all the other, uh, steps within the protocol. And you hear, you heard about it as like the, 10th or 12th story on the news. It wasn't the lead in the news. Um, this time was, was very different. Um, and the confusion that was being created um, by not only, you know, the government, but just the, all, you know, so, social media. Like, I think for me, that was kind of the, the big difference is that all those other outbreaks that I lived through, there wasn't a social media component to those necessarily. And so you, you know, you got your news and your information from reliable, trusted sources. (laughs) What's that like? Yeah, no, it was, it was a much simpler time. Sounds Um, like it. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't really know about COVID-19 until it was a pandemic. And even after that, I didn't know that there were regulations we had to follow. Yeah. Well, and that, so that, that kind of proves my point is that uh, for, for people who weren't paying much attention to it, you know, either didn't, you know, I, I'm a self, uh, self-admitted news junkie, right? I mean, I would watch CNN uh, all day, every day if I could, uh, just because I love to know what's going on. I find it fascinating. What's that like? Uh, What's it like well, to be able to watch the news without an inducing a panic attack if the world is terrible? Uh, you know, I would say I was I was able to do that and not walk away from the experience thinking that the world is is in trouble. Um, you know, it's, it's bad it, when it, your therapist tells you not to watch the news because it exacerbates your depression and anxiety too much. Absolutely. So my source of news is really from you, mom, and my sister. Right. And my boyfriend now. And your boyfriend now. Yeah. So so you weren't getting the news news firsthand, but you were definitely getting it secondhand through us. And I'm the kind of person that I don't like to relay – uh, news to people unless I'm pretty damn sure of the, you know, of the, the veracity of, of that. The viability? The, no, the, the truthiness, right? I mean, the, uh, the, the factual base, uh, basis of the news, right? I want to make sure that if I say something to somebody, it's true, 
right? And the so, world needs more people like you. Ah, thank you, thank you. Uh, but what I will say is it 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 makes it so I don't necessarily get the word out quickly, right? Because I'd much rather be sure of it and, and get multiple sources saying the same thing rather than reading a Facebook or post or a tweet or something on TikTok and go, Oh my gosh, you know, this is what's going on. Um, but that's what it felt like. That's what, you know, the, the early you know, weeks and months of the pandemic, it just felt like the, the story was changing all the time. Now, science evolves, right? I mean, when it first started out, we didn't really know what this thing was. And as we learned, we got smarter about it. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. I love that we got smarter about it. I love that, that scientists were able to say, hey, we don't know a whole lot about it right now, but we're working on it and we're going to get smarter and we're going to have better information. Well, I would deposit that for a long time. We didn't get smarter. The CDC, of course, was coming out with new information, but there were people and sometimes even state governments that basically said, oh, so that's what they say. But mm, do we really want to follow that? Because I remember a period of time where in the state I lived in, those mandates were not heavily enforced. No, they weren't. And so that's I, I didn't know that we had mandates until I was like reading over and seeing that a lot of other states were like completely locking down. They were heavily enforcing the mask rule, enforcing the you cannot be out unless it's for essential needs kind of thing. Right. And realizing, oh, my personal government is lacking. Yeah. And not only was it at a state level, but even down into, you know, counties and cities. Um, and so that was that was the thing that got me kind of freaked out a little bit was okay what are we doing here i mean what's the plan what what should i as a person that really one doesn't want to catch covid two doesn't want to spread covid uh or three i i care about people right i don't want to i don't want to unknowingly or unwittingly um go out and do something that was going to cause potential harm to somebody. And you would think that the rest of like humanity would think that way. <laughs> but then so. you have people that's like, I'm not going to follow the rules, especially for like someone else's benefit or something like that. Yeah, that was one of my favorite watching a, a news clip. Um, and the gentleman being uh, interviewed is, you know, is, is about wearing masks, right? And, and how one city, the city he was living in, wanted to enforce uh, a mask mandate, right? Which, you know, you step outside your house and you go anywhere public, you wear a mask. That was it. You go anywhere public, you wear a mask. You can take off the mask when you get in your car. You can take off the mask when you get home. You can take off the mask when you're, when you're you know, around people that you know uh, you know, family, friends, that kind of stuff. But when you're out in public, wear a mask. And his response was, I, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact quote, but the paraphrase is, um, I have a hard time when people tell me what to do, especially if it's for the benefit of others. And I'm like, I, excuse me? I, you, you just admitted, sir, on television that you don't care about somebody else. I right truly there. hope that that was either 
edited to make the guy look bad or he was making fun of someone by so. saying yeah. that i really want to give him the benefit of the doubt but i don't know yeah that's the crappy thing is that is something that someone could say yeah and, and oh don't, don't get me wrong i am a i <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Constitution. I'm a big fan of personal liberties. I'm a big fan of our democracy. Um, I, you know, there's there's a point where, yes, you, you know, the, the government, the, it's my body, right? My body. Uh, and the government cannot tell me what to do with my body. That said, we're still working I, on that. I put a seatbelt on when I drive a car. I, when I go to work, I follow certain safety regulations. I, uh, you know, when I'm working with tools, I put on safety goggles. Uh, when I'm, you know, in a, when I go to a pool, um, I make sure I, put, you know, shower before I get in the pool so as not to spread germs. I mean, there's just certain things that make sense. When I walk into a restaurant, I put a shirt on, I put shoes on, right? I hope you do that before you get to the restaurant. I, I do. Usually, it's in the car usually. Maybe, maybe right just outside the front door sometimes. Oh yeah, that's what everyone says about you. Whenever we go out to dinner or something as a family, it's like that guy just waits until the last minute to put clothes on. Put clothes on <laughs> makes uh. It makes it a little bit awkward, but you know, it's, it's, it's what I do. It's my, it's my thing, right? It's, it's, it's my jam. Um, but I do these things not because, um, somebody's frankly telling me to do them because I think to myself, this makes sense, right? This absolutely makes sense. If I'm going to walk into a, a restaurant, I'm going to want to put some stuff on my feet because my feet are germ filled. Um, I want to put, a shirt on because you know it's just it's it's what you do and if you live in polite society it's what you do and it's not because i feel like somebody's trying to control my life it's we live in society therefore we have certain rules and customs and traditions that we follow in order to preserve that society yeah i'll get yeah. off my soapbox <laughs> Thanks. I would like that back, please. I would like my soap. Your soap and your box. Yes. So, I have cats. They love boxes. I have to keep them entertained. <laughs> so from a self-care per perspective, right? I think we've kind of gone over you. You know, for you, it sounds like there are good days, there are bad days. On the bad days, what did you do? I wouldn't. Well, okay. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Sorry. You're fine. You're good. Um, I wouldn't say I've been the best with different kinds of self-care because usually when I am in a mood, as I call it, I just wallow in it. Yeah. It's really hard for me personally to get myself out of it. Right. So what I would do on really bad days is I would just go through the motions and then as soon as I could, just go into my bedroom and fall asleep because that mm. was better than being awake. Mm. But I do think that if anything good came out of 2020, it was, this has been the year when most people have been talking about self-care and really talking about it. Right. And really telling people that 
that's what we need to do. So it's, it's been, I, I, I absolutely want to double click on that with you. Cause it's, it's been a year, it's been a year of mental health, right? I mean, it's the, the podcasts I listen to, uh, the news reports, the, you know, the TV, um, there's been so much around taking care of yourself and taking care of others. Uh, so much emphasis on that, um, that if there is a thin silver lining in all of this, it's that I hope, I think we, we have a better than average chance as a society of being able to talk about really, you know, really in, in intense topics, topics that are either surrounded by shame or surrounded by um, a stigma, a stigma or fear, um, and and just be able to to talk about it with without those things. I agree, and I would. I think it would be really good for both of us just to share what we did as self care throughout the last year on the other side of this break. Sounds great. So we're gonna take a break here, um, and we're gonna go. Think about what we're going to say next. <laughs> oh, do you think about what you say before you say it? No, no. Uh, I, no, I just, you know, I open my mouth and words come out. So, okay. Uh, we're going to take a break now and uh, we hope you join us on the other side. <laughs> What a relaxing break that was. It was blissful. That break was blissful. I wouldn't go that far, but okay, whatever makes you feel better. Speaking of feeling better. Yes. Did you like my segue? I, it, it was it was an amazing segue. Uh, okay, so brain cramp time. Anytime anybody says segue to me, all I can think about are those two-wheeled vehicles. I know, right? So it's just it's ruined the word for me because it's not it's not the, the 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 classic definition anymore. It's Paul, you know, Paul Blart, mall cop, riding around, <laughs> you know, riding around on a Segway. Um, I love how that's the first thing that comes to mind. It is. It is. It's really sad. I need to. I need to associate that word with something different. Anyway, you're well. Segway. Maybe Paul Blart, mall cop, is self care to you. <laughs> nope. 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 Not at all. Dad just. Accept the mall cop. Be happy with the mall cop. Okay, I'll accept the mall cop. All right. So at the beginning of the break, we were going to come back and talk about different ways that we performed self-care. And I think that's a thing that a lot of people struggle with is thinking that there's certain ways to do self-care when honestly, it's so personalized it's it's, yeah, it's very individual it uh, is it'd be helpful to to define self-care and here's interesting i mean i want what is your definition of self-care when somebody says are you practicing self-care what does that mean to you self-care is to me personally doing 
something or nothing and it having a positive effect on your overall mood and mental state. Okay. And that aligns pretty closely to mine. It's, you know, similar, right? When somebody says, what is self-care? It's making, you know, it's what, what are the things that I am doing? And I like what you said, not, and maybe not doing that uh, put me in a, a good place, right? And and I, for me, it's not about being happy, right? It's not about being uh, not afraid, or it, it's it's what are you doing that's going to help you in the moment? Just be to re- okay. To re- yep, to recognize what's to be present in the moment and nurture yourself, right? To get yourself, you know, you can be sad. And doesn't mean you're not sad anymore. It's it's might it might be that hey, why am I sad? What's going on that's making me sad? And and being able to recognize that feeling, that emotion, and then analyze it, and uh, and then say, okay, it, it's yeah, it's okay to be sad. <laughs> you know, that's something something is that's that's real is making you sad, um, and it's okay to be sad. Be sad. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't really have said it better. Uh, Yeah. Self-care for the win. Wow. I am so knowledgeable on this topic. I'm not just rambling at all. (laughs) Here we go back to the rambling. Um, So what were some, what were some of the highlight or some of the things that you did as self-care that, that work again? Cause again, it's very individual. Your mileage may vary. Uh, so what was, works for Megan or what works for me may not work for you, but these are just examples of things that the both of us do individually to help us get to a point or a place where we're okay. I have a few things that I'll do. Okay. One of them is if I'm feeling overwhelmed and just this world is too crazy for me right now, I'll listen to an audiobook or I'll read a book. Right. I'll just do something that gets me out of my reality for a little bit. And that's okay. Escapism isn't necessarily bad. It's when you use escapism to never live in your world, that's an issue. But let's be honest. Everyone has escapisms. Escapisms? Escapes? Escapes? Escape? Escape. So, I mean, if you read a book or you watch a movie or you listen to a podcast or, I mean, these are all forms of escapism, right? It's a, it's a way to put yourself somewhere else and, you know, for a period of time. Um, and like you said, if, or play a video game, right? I mean, with, with today's kids, uh, your generation. Those darn kids. Those darn kids. Video games are great escapism. Um, Excuse you, they pronounced video games? Uh, video games? Video games? <laughs> I love it. it <laughs> t-shirt. Um, okay, so you would, you would escape into something. Yes. Another thing I would do is when I get in, my moods, right? Um, my self hygiene goes down. <laughs> to put it nicely, yeah, yeah. You be you become smelly girl. Smelly yeah, I become girl, smelly girl. Smelly girl. Let's That's let's good. not talk about. Smelly let's not make a song for that, Dad. Smelly girl. Okay, Dad. Yes. Sorry. Are you done? I'm done. 
I'm going to make a song about you being a nerdy guy. Smelly girl, smelly girl. Is she really, really, really smelly? Yes, she is because she's a smelly girl. There you go. I'm done. Are you? No. I'm probably going to have to rewrite that song a couple times. Because it sounds right. like Spider-Man. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it sounded like. And yeah. okay, so personal hygiene. Personal what I would do is because in those times I enter a stage of quote unquote not feeling like a person. Right. So when I realize what I'm doing, I will do things to make me feel quote unquote human again. Okay. Things as simple as taking a nice hot shower or Use taking a water. nice long bath or Use something Use as a knife. Sorry. Uh no, sorry. We don't use hot knives. Oh, no, okay. Using a fork, using a knife, these are things that make you feel human? Oh, no. It's not those things. <laughs> but nice. I like the Little Mermaid reference. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, I brush my hair out with a dingle hopper. Uh, dingle hopper? Which is the only way you can like maintain hey, your beautiful red locks. Hey, hey, Meg, how many thingabobs do you have? Um, I have about 20. Yeah, okay. So you, you, you'll take a shower, you'll, you'll do something that makes you feel quote, quote, human again. Yeah, it can be something as simple as washing my face. Okay. It could be something as simple as changing out of yoga pants and sweatpants into like a pair of <laughs> jeans. Or, or in my case, just putting pants on. Yeah. Or yeah. putting pants on if you don't have any pants. Like Just, it's it's little things that really add up. Like right. it, so you could be. It doesn't have to be this this big big thing. It can just be something simple. It can be, yeah. And I think honestly, those are the best kinds of, of self. The blah blah blah. Mm, I can speak easy, words easy like a pro. Yeah, easy for you to say. Easy for you to say. Yeah, it's it's super personal. I mean, I have another quote-unquote self-care thing that I do that might not be the best. Like when we were allowed to go out and shops were opening up again, right. um, I went and spent uh, a few hundred dollars at Ulta. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. On yeah. makeup and skincare products. Yay. And then... That made me feel better until or, I got home and sat I, down and I'm yeah. just like, I just spent this amount of money on makeup and I hardly ever do my makeup because we're in a <laughs> pandemic and I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. So I'll just make myself up to look pretty and stay inside the house. For I'll make myself pretty for my cats. Yes, because yes. something you don't realize about cats is they hardcore judge you on if you're like going bare face or if you got a full face of makeup on. They are just the worst. I know. They don't yes. unconditionally love you or anything no. and they don't they if, don't cuddles up to you or give you hugs. If you are not in full uh war paint face, they just um they don't they respect don't you anything to do with you no if your cat eye isn't on fleek like theirs are like what are you even doing here <laughs> oh boy so we digress um, so we digress so, but you, you, I, what else would you do um take a drive sometimes but 
you know, I can talk about my self-care routine till I'm blue in the face, but what I want to know is for someone who is as Don't say it. the Don't cool say kids it. would say. Don't say it. Neurotypical. Oh, okay. Say that. Then you're going to go for my for an ageism reference or something. No, that's a low blow. That's too easy at this point. For someone <laughs> who does oh, it on a regular basis and has not been, what's it called, diagnosed as having any mental issues <laughs> that okay. heavily affect your life to the point where my life, like where my life is affected. Right. What is self-care to you? So glad you asked. Um, I actually had to really think about it, right? Because self, so for me, self-care kind of falls into before, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. So pre-pandemic, self-care for me was, yeah, taking a drive or um, hanging out with you know, your mother or going to a movie or, you know, just doing something that was a break in the routine, right? That, that's, that's all really I needed. Uh, so if I felt myself getting into a routine or felt myself, um, you know, becoming, um, you know, a, a, so pressure, pressure was coming on. Uh, under pressure, yep, raining down on me. Are you done yet? Something about it going down on you under pressure. Wow. I, I am embarrassed as a father uh, that you don't know the words to that song. That's that is an amazing, amazing song by Queen, and you don't know it. Dad, your homework, your homework, my dear, is to go learn the lyrics to that song so you can sing it properly. Dad, yes. I didn't know Queen was a band. Okay. So I'm uh, going to be quitting this podcast because <laughs> I, I'm going to have my dad card taken away or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. So before we end this podcast. <laughs> Forever. Let, let me talk about myself. So yeah, I mean, so pre, pre-pandemic, I would do something just to kind of break the routine. Post-pandemic, it was, I had to learn self-care. I had to, first off, learn that I kind of needed it um, and to recognize that I needed it. And two, what did I do about it? Because the, all the things that I would do prior were not necessarily available to me in the way that I was accustomed to. Yes, I could still watch a movie. Yes, I could still hang out with your mom. Yes, I could still go for a drive. But, you know, they were, it was altered, right? And so I had to find new things to do. And so um, I found hobbies, right? (laughs) I found um, just things to do, just little little things to do around the house or uh you know you and your friends invited me to come and join in some dungeons and dragons campaign dungeons and, and dragons i found that to be um therapeutic for myself and 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 part of self-care um yes we are a group of D nerds come yes, at me are. bro <laughs> I, I, I have a level uh Fireball, fireball, fireball. Fireball. Oh, I can't remember what the saying is, but it's like there's no I in team, but there's like nine eyes in F it. I don't care how small the room is, I cast fireball. <laughs> I, I I know that that feeling very well. So um yeah, my my self-care 
I actually say another thin silver lining to this whole thing is actually having a a defined self-care routine now where I didn't have one before. Oh, and, and what is that self-care routine? Um, just, well, just being able to recognize when I need a break and um, when I need to do something different, right? That I'm, because I am a creature of routine. I, oh, yes. Oh, yes. But so um, am I. We're, we're creatures of habit. And when our habit is broken, yeah, we lose our ever-loving minds. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, and for me, I, you know, I know that sometimes it's healthy <laughs> to break that routine and do something different. What um, you're saying is heresy. And um, I need you to stop right now because I don't know what that means. Break your routine. It's okay. Like the no words, sense. the words coming out of your mouth and into my headphones. Um, <laughs> do not compute. Don't they do not sense. compute. And I need you to stop having opinions that I don't share. Yeah. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> something else I, I do now more than I did then is talk to people, right? I mean, it's, we can't, you know, pre and post pre, it was, you go to work and you got to see your, your friends and your coworkers in person and, you know, you got to have time to, to, to talk in the hall. You know, you had those moments that just presented themselves. Water cooler chats that everyone, yeah. everyone, no matter where you worked at, always had a water cooler. Yeah. Figuratively or literally you had a water cooler or even just going out to lunch with people and, and having, you know, not talking about work. Whereas, or, oh, or I deposit staying at your desk for your work not did, eating and just watching youtube videos did you just say i deposit and not i posit i deposit am i a bank are you are you depositing funds hey, what, what are you what are you doing hey wade uh, sorry i digress i i'm gonna need you to shut up <laughs> <laughs> and not so, point out my mistakes to our uh, listeners because of course part of my self-care is uh, being, me being a judgy chat Dick? Uh, hey I'm, my name is not richard um, no it's wade but you're still a dick thanks appreciate that <laughs> I mean, this show is about us being open and honest in our communications, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, there's some things you really don't need to say. You could just, well, that's the thing. I can't see you now, right? Because you're you're where you are and I'm where I am. And don't remind me. We're not looking at each other. So I know right now, if you we were in the same room, you would be giving me that look um, that is a cross between I hate you and I'm staring daggers at you. Um, but I don't get that right now. So yes, fine. Call me a dick. I'll accept that. You Just left me behind. Okay. So we're talking about self-care here, my dear. You abandoned me. We're, we're talking about Is self-care. your self-care abandoning your children in an entirely different uh, state? Is that funny, your self-care, Wade? Funny enough. It, um, no, it's not. It's absolutely not. That was not part of my self-care. And that's, uh, you know, frankly, that's altered my self-care routine as well. I think, yeah, and there was a circumstance that happened in our lives that 
honestly really pro- propelled yes the like oh crap this is why self care is is so important de- is so important and is so deeply needed yep absolutely and i definitely know since that occurrence which we will talk about another time on a different podcast um i've definitely gotten better with self-care in general and honestly just opening up and talking to people and I think that's something that if we can take any good away from this year like you said that is one of the things I'm grateful for that happened in 2020 and I can also say that's one of the only things I'm grateful that happened in 2020. (laughs) Um, I'm actually grateful for a couple of things. One, uh, that this, this pandemic I think has allowed us as individuals as well as a society to really, and again, there are always going to be exceptions and I do not wish to focus on the exceptions, but for the, for the majority of us, I think it's allowed us to see beyond ourselves and see that, um, you know, we, we are not to sound cliche, but we are in this together. Um, it also allowed me personally to recognize, uh, how grateful I am for just the little things, right? Just, you know, being able to step outside my, my house and feel the sun on my face. I am grateful for that. And not that, you know, we, you know, there's, anybody preventing me from doing that. It's just, you know, when you're in a situation where you're not sure how this thing spreads or how, how, um, you know, uh, contagious it really is. You don't take chances. right? Especially, yeah. And so, you don't realize just how important things are to you until you can't do them anymore. That saying is so true. And yeah. you don't know I would, what you got until it's gone. No, but you know what I also like to say? What? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Oh, jeez. I will not apologize. This is the hill I will die on. It's a good hill to die on. And with that, uh, Megan, why don't you tell our listeners how they might tell us some of their self-care routines and some of their experiences. How would they share that with us? Well, there's a few ways. One, we have an email. And that would be... GenGapCast at GenGapCast.com. Sorry. No, that's not it. Guys, it's... I haven't really done self-care today, if you can't tell. It's info at GenCapCast.com. Yes, it is. Wow. My self-care is giving out wrong information to confuse the masses. (laughs) We also have a Facebook page at... Just type in GenGapCast into that handy little bar at yep. the top where you like to search things <laughs> and stalk people and you so, you'll find you us. So, you are so good at this, Meg. I am just the best. I mean, sponsors, why haven't you lined up outside of our door yet? I mean, you could get this to do your talk thing to do the promote. There's a reason I called our company B-grade media. <laughs> B-grade podcasters. Um, we also I would say to- we're pretty B-grand. Oh, okay. This is this is getting painful now. We, we also have, have a Twitter. Yes, we do have a Twitter, don't we? 
Yes. Jedcap cast. Huzzah. On Twitter. On uh, yes. And you can you could do the thing where you do the tweet with your thumbs. You could you could tweet us. You can tweet at us. You can you can DM us. Is that a thing? And um, yeah, that's a thing, Dad. Yes, I know. So uh, uh, thank you very much, Megan. That was awesome. Let me talk about our podcast and how you find it and how you subscribe to it. Um, we are available on Apple. We are available on uh, on Spotify. We're available on Google, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio. Basically, wherever you get your podcast, we should be there. And we would love it if you would subscribe, hit that subscribe button because it does two things for us. One, it allows us to build our audience and make us more interesting to uh, advertisers and allows us to- Again, but do we need that? Am I not interesting enough for them? Again, absolutely. line up at my virtual door and I will make sure you have the greatest advertisement ever. I will, I will- I will even script it for you guys. Wow. You're amazing. You're I, I am nothing if not professional. You, you're definitely pro. Um, and so, yeah, subscribe to us. Uh, so the second thing, the most important thing, I, you, you just, you distracted me, Meg. The most important thing is that when you subscribe, so amazing. when we get new episodes like this one, it just automatically downloads into your podcast listener uh, application. Boy, that I just, it just downloads into that very podcast. <laughs> you were thinking, uh, the prospector has arrived. <laughs> uh, it, it automatically downloads that way. You, you know, our melodious voices are, are in our eloquent are ways of are, speaking. You can ear guzzle us in your ear balls. That uh, sounds wrong. The word guzzle. I know it's a bad word. Hey, Meg. It's a yes. Hey, Meg. Meg. What? Mo- moist. You need to just <laughs> go out and into your pool and just sit at the bottom and think about what you've done. The weather is is moist today. Hey, moist. hey, hey, yeah, hey, yes, hey! Yes. I'm gonna hang up on you. <laughs> Make sure you do it with a spider. Um, so- I will. Uh, okay, we're going to end this now because now we're just we're, now we now we are rambling. So, um, thank you very much for listening Th- through this whole thing, through all of 2020. Something that has kept me very much sane and has kept me uh, grateful and appreciative is the fact that you listen to us and that you are out there, uh, and uh, that that means a whole lot to me. And I know that means a whole lot to Meg. So we, we love and you. you guys are okay. They're okay. Okay, Meg. Well, let's do it. So I'm Wade. I'm the dad. I'm Megan. I'm the daughter. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and, you know, practice some self-care and then share it. And please don't forget, you're a part of our family and we love you all very much. Uh-huh. <laughs>